Hey, I'm Dr. Fred DiDomenico. This is Dr. Uh, are you going to introduce yourself? I'm Dr. Douglas DeSiena, and we are... Resurrecting Our Freedom. And today we're all fired up because we're going to talk about something that's been bugging us. Yes. Bugging the whole freaking world since about January. And that's this whole pandemic thing because now that we've been, we're, we're supposedly on the other side of election, but we're really immersed in that right now. Here, this is November 9th. So we already went through that. Now, all of a sudden, man, oh, all the secrets are coming out. What's all this research? God, it's not really what we thought and all these things. And and why the timing from now? So I'm not quite sure, but you stay up on the studies. I do. uh, You have some pretty interesting things. Well, before we even get to that, let's just talk about how Pfizer came out just, what, a few days ago. They said they have a vaccine that's 90% effective. And that's like the stock went crazy. The economy kind of turned on that uh, announcement. But here's a question for you, Fred, Dr. Fred. What is the survival rate of a person who gets infected with the COVID-19? Well, let's say it's if it if we go back and it was 0.26 death rate, okay. but that was way overdiagnosed, right? Those stats aren't even true. But if it was 0.26, it would be 99.74. Okay, and now... So we have it's a death, so we have a survival rate of ninety nine point seven four. Yeah, and, and we we have a vaccine that's ninety percent effective, and that's like huge news. So what I think is, I think the immune system has a greater success rate than the vaccine does. Isn't that fascinating? Isn't that great? Well, now when you look at because they don't even know, right? I mean, now they're talking about all these cases, but what they're really testing is herd immunity. Not only that, I mean, we can get into this RC-PCR, is it RC-PCR test? test. Now has up to a 92% false positive. So basically everything's all screwed up. And it's been, when you look at 330 million people in America, and then you divide just the positive cases, then the death rate really is 0.0004. So that'd be a 99.996. There's higher math. I went fifth grade, fifth grades are smart. (laughs) 99.996. So let's see. So here's what happens. Because 2019, flu vaccination already has SARS-CoV-2 in it. Because check this out. Because you guys know this. So what do they do? They take all the viruses from last year. And then they put them conveniently into what's going to infect us. So now they have multiple coronaviruses, including SARS-CoV-2. So what happened? You got freaked out, you locked down, shut down your business, got stressed out, had a few more cocktails because alcoholism is through the roof. And if you didn't shoot yourself by now and you're watching this podcast, you made it through. 44% of Americans now are turning to God because they didn't turn to him. So now you're getting more spirituality. Now you're making it. Now there's a massive election. Now you're wondering, what the heck's going on? And then after all that, you're going to inject it directly. Now what they're telling you is you have to get a flu shot. Then you're going to inject it directly into your, after all that, you're going to inject it directly in your bloodstream. For something that's less effective than your own immune system. And let's go back to that death rate real quick. Because yeah. I found it fascinating. A couple studies that's been coming out. Um, and I have on Medscape and I put my glasses on so I look smart. You have to look smart. Do I look smarter now? I think you do. I do too. So this is fascinating, fascinating as we say. Yeah. Right here. So I'm, I'm on Medscape. It's right there. And what, what do they say? That's, they say Florida will invest, investigate all COVID-19 deaths. 
Let me read this real quick. The oh, Florida, what website is that? This is on uh, WebMD. Okay. And, and the title is? So if we could all look the it title up. is Florida Will Investigate All COVID-19 Deaths. And check this out. They said this. They said the Florida Department of Health will investigate the state's 16,000 coronavirus deaths due to questions about the integrity of the data. Isn't that amazing? They're not even sure what the... Now, by the way, people do die. Yes. And that's that's always sad. And it's always a tragedy. Correct. But what's inappropriate is to label deaths that are not accurate because that sets an agenda and a policy in place and what we have to realize and what we're what i struggle with is these policies create lockdowns which are problematic for a lot of people which increases the rate of suicide alcoholism opiate deaths and and covid sickness and covid sickness and and to put in perspective by the way i just had a suicide with one of my practice members last week Saturday. Oh man. So um, it was tragic and he lost his job and I saw him on on occasion and uh, I heard uh, just the other day through the family that um, he injected fentanyl and Mm. uh, overdose. So I'm just telling you, these are are real issues. And when this isn't just about politics, this is about people's lives. And if you have inaccurate data, we have, we make inaccurate policy decisions. Right. Now, and here's the problem. I mean, this is no secret either. We'd had the Barrington, Barrington studies of all the MDs that came together, right? And they, they showed that, and actually, it, um, you know, okay, let's talk about, let's talk about a little bit about politics. So you're in the presidential debate. Trump's like, the coronavirus is never going to go away. We have to learn to deal with it. And that's true because the multiple strains of coronavirus have been around for decades. In fact, it's associated with a common flu. And so, just so you know, the PCPCR test is not specific for SARS-CoV-2. Now, I just saw a thing. It was written by one of the head officers at Pfizer, and he was talking about how inaccurate that test is. By the way, that was a test that was developed by a doctor who won the Nobel Peace Prize in 1980. He said specifically it's not designed to detect a specific virus or bacteria. So if you have any remnants of any coronavirus that could be dead genetic material, it could be a dead virus in your body, you will test positive, and it's any coronavirus. So if you've had a common cold and you have any leftover virus in your body, even though it's inactive, you will test positive for for you'll on the COVID test. Right. And another thing, just the vaccines in general. So this vaccine is going to be the same dose the same vaccine for every human being. I want to ask you this question. What drugs do you know that we can give the same dose, the same drug to all to all of humanity without any different... body weight? Right. So so that's one thing. Number two is um, another study. Can I quote another study? Yes, please. You put my glasses on so I can look super smart. Yeah, you do. Um, so this one just came out on the date is November 4th. Do you see that for our viewing audience? Yes, there you go. November 4th. This actually says November 5th. Oh, that one. Okay. November 4th. That's the update, November 5th. So there it is uh, for our fine produce, handsome producer right there. Um, This again was on Medscape. And all the hollow blue that we lose this thing called an IgG antibody, which the assumption was after about three months, we can become reinfected again. And so they're trying to portray an idea that there's no 
long-term immunity with this. So we have to continue to give you vaccines because vaccine then becomes the only answer if we don't develop an immunity. So here you go. It came out November 4th. It says um, waning, waning COVID-19 antibodies expected. No cause for alarm. So what this tells us is, yes, the IgG antibodies do go down. However, we have this called, thing called a T-cell immunity. So this T-cell immunity can actually occur not even if you're infected by COVID. If you had any um, coronavirus, you can now have immunity to COVID-19, if we even know what that is. And so there's a huge number of the population who do not have immunoglobulins in their blood that can be tested. And so we're going to be forcing these people to be injected with the vaccine. And then the reality is they actually have immunity to this virus. Right. Where so people with uh, it's a Medscape. Medscape. Medscape again. Okay. Cool. People that don't that don't test positive for antibodies doesn't mean they haven't been exposed. Right. Because what they're not looking for is the T cell response. So T T lymphocytes, I believe, right? T lymphocytes, they're white blood cells, and they go out and they also kill infection, and that can be a primary means of of our defense but antibodies will not be created. So right. it could be you've been exposed, your body is strong, your immune system works, you fought the infection, you're fine, you may have been asymptomatic, probably asymptomatic, but be, and that's why people, just because you don't test positive for antibodies doesn't mean that you haven't already made it through. Now, if you get re-exposed, you'll create the same response is what they're saying. Right, and they're saying that there's a, so what we're saying is this article just came out is there's a huge population, again, of those of us who have herd immunity already. Right. And and yet we're, it's not shown up in the antibody test. Right. Right? So what they're, and what's really scary, I don't know if you saw the latest with New York, but the governor there, Cuomo, is now saying that he's gonna mandate possibly vaccinating the entire population. Mandating the, the and can, can we ever show a vaccine that is without side effects? The answer is? No. Absolutely not. It's so not we're possible. Forcing somebody to, to get a vaccine that already has immunity to this virus. Well, and they want to do that in Massachusetts. They want to do that with uh, kids in college. They want to do that with elementary school, right? And they right. want to do mandatory flu vaccination, right. I believe, in Massachusetts. Right. And uh, the governor in Virginia wants mandatory COVID vaccination. That was back in October. So. But and here we are. I mean, that breaks constitutional rights. But they're using the wrong metric. So they're using an antibody test to determine who is immune when that article is saying that a vast majority, if not most people, this antibody wears off in 90 days. So by virtue of the antibody wearing off in 90 days, almost the entirety of the population is going to look like they're not immune to the virus when in fact they are. And by the way, we have that T memory cell. The reason it's called a T memory cell is because your body memorizes this immune reaction so that you have immunity for that particular uh, distinct virus for life. Right. So it's kind of like when you get your kid and you get kicked in the face with a soccer ball. You want to remember that and you don't want to do that again. Right. <laughs> so I'll duck next time. I remember when I started, I'll never forget this because trauma... <laughs> Creates neural pathways, right? So I remember my first time in the ring kickboxing, you know, I was like 31 years old. Of course, I'm in there and he's a way more experienced fighter. I don't even know how to throw a jab. You know, I'm drawing, boom, I got hit with an uppercut. I couldn't eat for two days. 
And I'm like trying to eat. I'm Italian. Like, that's not good. <laughs> that's oh, work took out. three hours to eat a sandwich. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't care if I have to suck on this thing for an hour. I'm friggin' hungry, right? So, <laughs> Dude, meatball sandwich? <laughs> parm, eggplant parm, man. Oh, my, yeah, of course. So the bottom line is, after that, I didn't get hit with another uppercut for almost two years. I'd watch that shoulder drop, boom. Like that's like, and that's what T cell memory response is. Oh, we recognize you. No, 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 no. You're not coming here. Smack. Yeah, you're out, man. That's what T cell memory cells are like. That's the best explanation. I think I all of my immunology classes. <laughs> that's that's the, it. All that's we the need best is a meta story. People learn by stories. I love that. <laughs> yeah, right. But the reality is far more people are walking around with an immune response that actually works. It's like God's design in the human body. And like he goes, okay, uh, spleen, pancreas, OT cells. Maybe I'll put that in. Maybe I won't. Right? Like he didn't make a mistake. He didn't avoid having an immune system in this human condition that we have. And he didn't have any viruses in his keyboard or computer right, right, when right, he was right, doing that. Right. There was no viruses. That didn't happen. So, yeah. And that's the way it is. Now, here's the next cool thing is there is neuroimmunology. Right. So what's cool about chiropractic? Neuroimmunology, what's that mean? Your nervous system controls your immune system. Your spinal cord, brain and spinal cord and nerves. Actually, there's, this is a whole medical science. Is CNN talking about neuroimmunology and chiropractic? No. I haven't seen that. Is Fox News? No. No? And Mr. Channel 4, ABC? No. CBS, NBC, not doing that. Here's a, an absolute basic fact. Who supports all major news networks? I don't care if they're liberal or conservative. What's the one industry? Pharmaceutical companies. Pharmaceutical companies. What's the one industry that does not like chiropractic? Pharmaceutical companies. Why would that be? Because they don't make drugs when people get healed with an adjustment. Right. So how cool is that, that we can actually help people get well without the, you know, adjunct of pharmaceuticals. So what was the first question? How cool was that? How cool is that? So cool. So cool. <laughs> That's, you guys have to memorize that. So when we say, how cool is that? You automatically say, so, so cool. cool. So cool. There you go. <laughs> That's what t-shirt? this podcast is really about. About being cool? Yeah. <laughs> about, about uh, what do they call those? Condition responses. Call and response. Yeah, there yeah, you yeah. go. Condition and response. response. Yeah, call and response. Yeah. So we really want, don't we want to give people a little bit of hope that that the body is this amazing uh, self-healing, self-maintaining organism that has an intelligence far beyond the human mind. And this exactly. body can deal with most viruses. And now again, we appreciate people who do have immunocompromised. There are elderly people who are susceptible. We're not telling them, uh, we, we do not believe what Cuomo did, by the way, to take infected people and put them in their nurses' homes. We're, we're telling people to be wise, or we're not stupid. But for the most part, young and healthy people are not susceptible to this virus. That's clear. Science has shown that. So why in the world do we still have lockdowns? Well, and why are schools shutting down? Because kids are not a means of transmission. They open up all the schools. The people, kids in Europe don't wear masks. I mean, it's the science already supports it. Kids are not a means of transmission. They don't even get sick. There are a handful, I think you count on one hand, where they, children have died, but they were in stage four cancer and leukemia. They were highly sick. And then CDC came out a little while ago that only 6% of all the deaths that they label as COVID deaths, and you guys probably already know this, were COVID exclu- exclusive. So 94% had at least, at least two core comorbidities. 
And what's a comorbidity? Comorbidity is another disease. The most common is diabetes. Well, the most common are diabetes and heart disease. Right. And those two are related to obesity. So when people say, well, America's got the most cases because we're the most irresponsible. And they're absolutely right. We are the most irresponsible on diet, drugs, and lifestyle. We have an irresponsible lifestyle. We have a GMO foods that aren't allowed in Europe, right? They actually have to label GMO foods. Now, the thing with genetically modified foods is here's a funny thing that also is on mainstream media. That when they first started modifying seeds and plants and they fed them to cows, on every study, 100% of those animals in the study died of cancer, right? So the cancer rates are going through the roof, right? right? So they're right. We are irresponsible, not with COVID, with our lifestyle. And this is why all you have to do is remember one thing. Healthy people don't get sick. Right. And it's not the appearance of health. Because there's people that have died. That They did this in Italy when they did autopsies. And they found comorbidities that were undiagnosed. Right. So it's not the appearance of health. It's the physiologic emotional, in my opinion, spiritual state of health that creates a healthy body. And then this is no worries. So this flies in the face of, because we do have the highest, most techno technologically advanced uh, medical system in the world. So if in fact uh, something were to happen, like you need a lung transplant, I would want to be in no other place in, in this oh, country. Exactly. However, when it comes to being well, we suck. And, and I've told my patients this, if medicine were so good, the, the medical, current medical model were so good at keeping us healthy, then I, wouldn't, I would not have a business. I would not have a flourishing practice. But here's, this, here's just a fat, flat out stat. We are 57th in the world in terms of mortality. 57th. Yeah, we've gone down a lot. Way down. Here's a Duke study. It used to be 37th, wasn't it? Yeah, we're we're sinking. We're, yeah, we, we are an unhealthy and we are an unhealthy population, and that is without question. Here's a really scary fact: if you were a baby born in this country, country, you are twice as likely to die than eleven. I could, that was your baby <laughs> imitation. If you were born in this country, <laughs> is that like Elmer Fudd? What is that, dude? Are you pulling out your childhood memories of Bugs Bunny? If you were born in this country. <laughs> they don't make good, you know what? They don't make good cartoons anymore, do they? Yeah, I know. Bugs Bunny on Saturday morning. Come the on. Best. Speed Racer before I went to high school. Come on. Let's go. Looney Tunes. I know. <laughs> anyway, twice as likely to die than the next healthiest country. So, yeah, we suck at, at the ability to... You mean the next sick country. The next sick country. Right. So, so we are... We, we're the we're last. number one. No. Sickest. We're the sickest. I know. So number out, one out sickest. So out of 11 industrialized nations, in terms of infant mortality, we, are, we rate the lowest. So we have the greatest infant mortality than 10 other industrialized nations. Now, here's the key about infant mortality. They use that statistic to determine the health of an overall country, right? Correct. They use infant mortality to determine the general health of the country, and we are the worst. Right. And so we suck, basically. Number one is Japan, and here's the interesting, they have the but, lowest vaccination. Oh, one. oh the healthiest. You know. Healthiest, yeah, the lowest infant mortality, healthiest for children. They have the lowest vaccine rate. United States at a vaccine rate of it's got the highest. It's got the highest vaccine rate. I think we're at seventy-two or seventy-four. 
88. 88, and yet we're the lowest in terms of healthy children. Isn't so that isn't fascinating? that fascinating that we're... It's an when do they start kid. vaccinating kids? At what point in their life? What do you mean you don't know? Oh, for uh, this yeah, guy? Yeah, this At guy. birth. At birth? Yeah. Now what are they doing? They're giving vaccinations to pregnant mothers now. Right. So here's the thing. Now here's how corporations work because that is a corporation. Right. Right? So we had another woman on there, and my sister works for Adobe. So here's the thing. Wow, we did great. 20% increase in sales this year. Man, that's great. Here you get your bonus. Yeah, we're flying here. Yeah, we do this. Yeah, do that. Oh, are you back from vacation? Yeah, now you have to do 25. So what do you do? Work, 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 work. And then, boom, we hit our goal. 25. Yeah, you go on this. Here's another $100,000. Yeah, you go on this. Yeah, everything is so not. And now we got to hit 30. So here's what happens. They run out of demographics. So now let's see. We already got, we're already vaccinating kids the minute they're born. We need to sell more drugs. What do we have to do? Let's get them before they're born. I got, how do you think ADD started? Well, we already tapped out kid, uh, adults on antidepressants. We got one out of four. That's one out of four women in America on antidepressants. Right? Dudes, I just think they're too dumb. They just bang their head against the wall like, I'm not depressed. I'll just take a nap, take a dump, eat some food, and I'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, right. Dudes aren't that smart. Okay, right. women, they actually process emotion, you know, which <laughs> I don't know if that's a benefit or not. However, so what do they do? They say, well, we already tapped out. We already got a bunch of kids, uh, adults on antidepressants. So what do we got to do? We got to get, how do we get kids on antidepressants? Oh, we got to create a DSM code. We got to create a code for something that's wrong. So let's see. Oh, you're a right brain kid. You're more artistic. What? You don't, you don't color within the lines. You have ADD. You have ADHD. Oh, you talk too much because you're just an extroverted kid. You're a, what's on the Myers-Briggs. You're an E, whatever you are, ENFJ, right? Oh, that E, those E people. They're ADD, man. Oh, you're introverted. Oh, what's that? Oh my God, you sit to yourself. You're more creative. You don't think like everybody else. You see things in 3D. Oh, yeah, you need this drug. Can I tell you my reasoning behind this whole medication thing for kids in ADD? Sure. I'll give you 758 million reasons. That's the profitability. This is gonna be a long podcast. That's the profitability. <laughs> That's the profitability. Of uh, Ritalin and Concerta and Adderall, those methylphenolate drugs, it's, they make $758 million, almost three quarters of the billion dollars just on that one class of drugs alone, methylphenolates. Wow. In America? In America, in this country. Can I, can I just go down one more little path real quick? Please. Let's talk about medications. Remember that we gave baby aspirin to babies? Right. It was called baby aspirin. So do you know why we stopped giving baby aspirin to babies? Heart attacks. Rise Bleeding. syndrome. Rise. Remember that? Yeah. So that, that's when babies basically, it, it causes brain damage to babies. They go into like seizures. So we had to stop giving that to children. So they had discovered another reason to, to give it to adults. Oh, we're going to give a baby aspirin to adults to prevent heart attacks. Yeah. So they started doing that for a while until they found out that so many more people were getting stro were bleeding out from the baby aspirin that saved them from the heart disease. 
So yes, they have they a have heart attack, but they had a stroke, or they had gastric ulcers, or right. they had ulcerative colitis. Right, all the other side effects of the aspirin. Yeah. So it's interesting to me that we came out with the class of drug, 81 milligrams of aspirin. We called a baby aspirin to give to babies. I remember tasting them, and they tasted really good. I remember chewing them when I was a baby. And then that, we couldn't give it to babies anymore because that can cause literally neurological issues. So then they contrived another reason to give that same baby aspirin to adults. So that is, is to your point of a repurposing a medication. Interesting that you mentioned that they tasted good. They did taste good. I still like eating them. There, there you go. go. There you go. <laughs> this whole thing is coming in full circle right now. We, we get the, we understand the, whole, we understand the whole thing. Yeah, my mom was an RN, man. I mean, you you sneeze once, you'd squeeze a zit, she'd want to give you an antibiotic. So, you know, and that's like, no, no wonder we're chiropractors, right? Because we grew up, I grew up in a medicine cabinet. It's just awesome. I, I, I think to myself, my children grew up without any vaccines. They grew up never going on to an antibiotic. And it's crazy to see that that's actually possible. And I have... Hundreds and hundreds of families who raise their children the same way. Well, the benefit is, and I haven't practiced in a little while. I coach chiropractic, most you know, but but you know, you see the kids that aren't vaccinated because you raise them that way, and they all come in and they can't believe how their kids are healthy and all their friend their friends of their kids are sick, right. and they have asthma and they have this and they have that and they use an unvaccinated raised through chiropractic and they don't get sick. And if they do get sick, bring them to get adjusted. Boom. I mean, Dalton was like that, right? You got adjusted. First thing Sonia gave you the first thing. Renee brought you home. Sonia gave you an adjustment. And that's the first thing he thinks about. The womb. I was adjusted in the womb. Yeah, well, right. He was actually a breech baby. And we turned him with Webster technique. Nice. Right on the table, man. My sister's like, whoa. And like her stomach was moving and stuff. And it's like, uh, you got to take a poop or is he really turning? I don't really know what's going on. <laughs> No, I mean, basically right there. And she went and checked it, turned, delivered. I mean, you've probably turned a bunch of kids, right? Plenty kids. Yeah. It's possible. Yeah. Chiropractic's so. awesome. So, hey, what's the bottom line here? There's more and more stuff coming out all the time. The CDC has already determined that everything they said can basically be thrown out, that, that all the predictions weren't right, that they track all their tracking and all the facts that they said are inaccurate. Uh, there was a guy, uh, he was actually one of the chief officers of Pfizer for 16 years, basically said all the stats are wrong. Biden, if, I mean, I'm just going off the, off the uh, presidential debate, we need to lock down and we need to stay locked down until coronavirus is under control. First of all, the virus isn't going to go away. Every time it mutates, it's already mutated down to a common cold right now. And, and, and then this guy comes out and says, there is no substantiation. There is no increase in the death rates. The death rate is completely flattened. And that's why the people that have an agenda have to measure cases. Cases technically are sick people. But what they're doing, they're, they're calling cases positive tests, which have a 90, up to a 92% false positive, isn't even specific for coronavirus, so no. It's flat, it's dead, it's gone. There is no substantiation. And anybody that claims that this is gonna happen and we're gonna go through this massive surge has another agenda. To that point, um, there are, and I think we talked about it in a previous podcast, 
we do have an increased positivity rate for those testing positive for the COVID. Right. Of those, of those uh, tests, however, if you look at the number of people being tested, that far is a more vertical line than those people testing positive. So if you look at the amount of people being tested and the amount of people being tested positive, positive for the COVID, there's actually a smaller percentage of those testing positive per people getting tested. Right. Well, then you're looking people testing positive aren't sick people. Now, here's another whole thing that we can do on another podcast. Okay. And this is happening around the world. 5G. Oh is a frequency it's an electromagnetic frequency that is put into your body that causes hypoxia that means it reduces oxygen saturation it is known that high five that 5g exposure leads to cancer it leads to a weakened immune system and what it actually does is is simplifying this disables oxygen from binding to hemoglobin mm -hmm. And so areas where there's high 5G, because what's the symptom of COVID? Respiratory hypoxia. Mm -hmm. And so what you're seeing is the more that these young people are staring at the phone, the more you see these 5G towers. And so if they bring your attention on something else, it means they're taking your attention is not on something. If your attention is on this, your, your attention is not on something else. And that, and that, this is going to be the greatest killer of our time, not a virus. I, I, my uh, analogy to that, and I, it's so true. I remember as a kid going to a store called Tom McCann's, and that was a it was a shoe store. And you would stand on this machine, you would press a button, you would look down, and you literally was, you were see you would see an X-ray of your feet. And we didn't think in those days X-rays were dangerous. We literally, I would just, I remember as a kid, stand up, just pressing the button, look at mom, I can see my feet. So now we know that people wear lead shields and we know there's all kinds of rads and we measure the amount of radiation we get and there's a cumulative amount of radiation that's safe and so on and so forth. In my opinion, 5G is far more dangerous than that X radiation. Oh, there's no question. So we're going to come 50 years, 20 years, I don't know how long, just like, just like now, good. we're going to come to realize how dangerous this radiation we're just spewing out to people as if there's no consequences to the human condition right now talk about a childhood story um i remember growing up back east they would have the jeeps with the big tubes on them and they would drive down your neighborhood blowing all this smoke right there were chemicals to kill mosquitoes right and what do we do i want to run through the smoke because <laughs> they would drive through the suburbs suburbs and there's all this white smoke and it was to kill insects and our parents were like, oh, have fun running through the running through all the chemicals, little Freddy. You know what I mean? We'd be like, ah, I can't see, I can't see, because you're running through the smoke, right? Nice. And like wet knuckleheads. Like now people go, oh my God, take a little Johnny, let's hide and let's barricade everything. No, man, that was easy. I mean, the fact that we didn't wear seatbelts, that was another deal. You know, but here we're running through the mosquito uh, chemicals. Insecticide. Insecticide, yeah, yeah, there you go. When we were kids, <laughs> like Dalton's over, like, what are you talking about? <laughs> that was the 60s, baby. Here we go. So I think we have a lot of good stuff in upcoming podcasts yeah. that is wanted. Yeah, you know, and the more twisted the world gets, the more we're going to bring you people that not only will tell the truth, but will certainly bring you awareness of things you may not 
you may not be aware of. And I think if you're watching this podcast, nothing that we really said may be news, but uh, we try to put it together for you so you can see it in a new light. So, so there you go. We got some great people lined up. There's, they're going to be really fantastic. Please ring the bell, subscribe, follow the podcast. Please share, share these podcasts because right now, hey, the world could take two very specific and opposite polar directions. And so what we want to do is, is continue with our free world, continue supporting our constitutional rights, continue to realize that we, the people, should be running the government, that the government doesn't have to run us, isn't, was never designed to run us. We were supposed to run, run the government, right. right? And the government works for us. So, so we need to take a stand. That's what this is about. And the more we get this stuff out, the more educated people are, the more purpose-driven they are that uh, we can create a great new world and hopefully what this country is intended to be. Yeah, for me, man, these lockdowns are dangerous and they hurt people. And um, we have to keep people enlightened and giving information because if you trust just the major networks for your source of information, that's a very skewed source of information. So as podcasts like these and many others, I think that it's going to be the new way for people to get information that's at least unbiased and can deliver some goods relative to the reality of what's going on in our environment. There you go. All right, brother. Well, With that, uh, thank you. Really quick, what about a, an invite for the viewers to be able to like comment on the videos and be able to, if, if you guys, have, who do you guys want to see? Yeah, tell us who you want to see. Uh, hey, just write in the comments, whoever you would like us to have on there, and, and then we'll do our best to get them. Yeah, a connection that maybe one of yeah, the Yeah, if you got a connection, man, yeah, help us out, please. Um, yeah, well, how they do that? In the comments section? Yeah, just leave it on the comments section or email you guys at Resurrecting Our Freedom. We don't have an email. Gmail. Dr. Fred, we, Dr. Fred one, D R F R E D one, the number one, Dr. Fred one at MSN.com. Actually, we do have a, he was right. That is our email. Yeah. Oh, yeah. we do. Yes. Nice. I want to so, check anyway. our email. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, this time. Thanks. Off. Peace. See you next time.